nice to have you with us here on another edition of the Short Side Option Podcast. Thanks for tuning in here as the Short Side Options Quick Pitch Preview Series rolls on. These previews are designed to give you a quick rundown of each of the position groups and who might be a candidate to take a step forward in each of those areas. In a short 15 to 30 minutes, you should feel like you have a pretty good feel on where Kansas State stands heading into the 2023 season. After taking a look at the offense during the first two episodes, it's time to switch our attention to the defensive side of the ball here in the next two episodes. And uh, today we're going to talk here about the defensive line and linebackers. And first up, we're going to look at the defensive line. So when you look here at the K-State defensive line here in 2023, I like to always start these podcasts uh, looking back here at the uh, the returning production that uh, K-State has uh, with some of the players looking to take uh, a step forward uh, to replace the guys that they had lost uh, from 2022. And in 2022, this this group was really led uh, by Felix Duque Uzama and Eli Huggins, uh, two guys that, uh, with Huggins, uh, an honorable mention selection, and then, of course, uh, King Felix, a first-round draft pick by the Chiefs. Uh, Felix Sanaduke Uzama was was a do-it-all guy for K-State, uh, just an absolute stud. Defensive player of the year in the Big 12 last year, and a second-team All-American selection. Uh, as I mentioned, first-round pick by the Chiefs. Uh, Felix finishes his career tied for sixth in school history with 20.5 sacks and uh, tied for fourth in career force fumbles with eight. A little bit of trivia here. He joins Niall Wyron as the only player in school history, as the only two players in school history, I should say, to tally three games with three or more sacks. So Felix, when he's got his sacks, he got them in bunches often. Uh, You look at uh, the TCU game uh, from 2021 where he really burst onto the scene. Uh, as as a big time uh, pass rusher, and and he really uh, continued that moving forward. Uh, Eli Huggins, uh, I mentioned him a little bit earlier. Really, b- another big loss on the defensive line. Uh, I think most K State fans kind of understood and recognized what Huggins brought to the table, uh, and how he was a, a really a key guy for K State these last two years. He started every game at defensive tackle in twenty one and uh, twenty two. And I, I often, last year when we were going through, uh, kind of getting towards the end of the season, I categorized Eli Huggins as one of the most under-the-radar guys in the Big 12. And as I mentioned, I think K-State fans and, and folks that maybe that really uh, studied the Big 12 knew that he was a really impactful player that maybe doesn't get the accolades that, that a, a Felix Anaduke Uzama may get, but uh, a very instrumental part uh, in, in being the big guy in the middle there in the 3-3-5 defense for Kansas State. So those are the two big guys that, that K-State's losing here from uh, 2022. Let's look at who's going to be uh, first in line to replace those guys. So at the defensive end position, uh, Khalid Duke is the first guy that we're going to touch on here. And, and Duke's moving back to his natural position uh, at the defensive end spot. Uh, he played a lot of linebacker last year. So having his hand back in the ground and being able to be that that end is going to be something that I'm looking forward to see what he can do uh, in a full posi- in a full season. Uh, if you may remember, back in 2021, he um, he was kind of the breakout candidate. Uh, he had a big 20 or he had a, kind of some flashes in 2020, uh, and in 2021, you really felt like you could count on him to have a real breakout performance. And honestly, he seemed well on his way to doing that. Uh, but suffered a season-ending injury 
a little bit early in that season uh, that that allowed him to have that redshirt year uh, to to still be available here in 2023. Uh, in 2021, his absence. Uh, Due to that injury, opened the door for Felix to step in and have a big year uh, with Felix off the uh, NFL now. It allows Duke to step back into his natural position, and uh, I really look for him to have a nice year. Uh, getting back into a position that he's he's comfortable in, I expect him to have a, have a good year and uh, be on that list for first and second team All-Big 12. Brendan Mott uh, up next. and You know, and there were, there were a couple nice surprises for K-State last year. You mentioned Will Howard, uh, DJ Giddens on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Brendan Mott was as good of a, a player for K-State last year uh, as you could have hoped for. Uh, you know, a guy that had not really been much in the rotation, but he was a really pleasant surprise for Kansas State last year. Uh, played in every game for the Wildcats, including 10 starts and racking up six sacks in those games. His biggest game uh, last year was against West Virginia, where he had three sacks and earned Big 12 Defensive Player of the Week honors. Really burst on the scene last year, and he's looking to build on on what was a really solid season. Uh, one thing I always like to mention with this is is the bloodlines. And his dad, Joe Mott, was an all Big 10 defensive end at Iowa and a third-round pick uh, by the New York Jets. So hope uh, that uh, Brendan Mott can can uh, you know have a little bit of his old man in him here and uh, continue to, to build on what was a really great 2022. And uh, hopefully here's his name uh, in, in an upcoming iteration of the NFL draft. Uh, Nate Matlack, uh, this is a guy that I really wanted to uh, touch on here because I think he's in line for a potential breakout year. He, he battled injuries in 2022 after having a really nice debut uh, in 2021. And he's looking to get back to that form in 2021. He, he had three and a half sacks and received votes uh, from the league coaches as Big 12 Defensive Freshman of the Year. Uh, both Matt Lack and Mott are, are kind of similar in size, have that same build, 6'5", 250-ish. Uh, I'm excited to see what Matt Lack can do uh, in a full year uh, if he stays healthy. Last year, his campaign was never really truly able to get off to that, uh, to get off the ground, really. He was just banged up kind of throughout. I look for him, if he's able to have a, a healthy uh, 2023 campaign. I look for him to have a nice season. Uh, Jordan Allen, 6'4", 250, true freshman out of Olathe South. So when you read off those measurables for a true freshman, uh, you know that that guy is going to come in and, and have a chance to at least be able to compete just because of where he's at physically. Uh, Allen chose Kansas State over Iowa, Missouri, Iowa State, Oklahoma, Tennessee, and several others. And, and coming in as a true freshman, I mentioned where he's at physically. That gives him a chance. Uh, I think he'll be in the rotation at defensive end. And uh, I think that's going to be a, a name to watch here throughout the remainder of fall camp. Uh, I, I'd be surprised if he does take a red shirt this year. There is enough. Uh, they, they do have a couple different guys on this, on this rotation. But I think Allen's going to be a little bit too talented in – I think that he's going to ha have a chance to really make his name uh, well-known here uh, in the early part of the season. I expect him to, uh, to play a lot of football here this year for Kansas State. Uh, Cody Stuffelbean, uh, next up. In, uh, Stuffelbean saw action in 14 games last year as a reserve defensive end and uh, on special teams. He changed sides of the ball going from tight end last year 
to the defensive end. He's entering his fourth year in the program, and you'd expect him to uh, continue uh, to find his way into the rotation at defensive end as well as on special teams. Uh, Donathan Ryman, uh, redshirted in his true freshman season, uh, flew under the radar a bit as a recruit, uh, a little bit of a late bloomer, but has that good good frame and athleticism. Uh, I'd expect for him to get in uh, to get hit in the rotation there at, at the defensive end spot, especially early on the season. Uh, a guy that I know the coaches are high on, and, and I'd like to see uh, if he might have some uh, have some staying power there. Uh, next up, Chidi Obiazor. Uh, out of Eden Prairie, Minnesota. And this is the first signee uh, from the state of Minnesota for Kansas State since linebacker Brandon Archer out of St. Paul in 2002. Uh, the two-sport uh, two sport athlete with a, uh, with a good basketball background. I'd expect a redshirt year here for Cheedy in, in 2022, but I really like this guy's upside. It wouldn't surprise me if you see him in four games and then taking... Uh, the red shirt, but I, I really like what he brings. Just I like the dual sport aspect there. That explosiveness uh, on the basketball court. I remember when he was being recruited by Kansas State. You saw a couple of those uh, dunks uh, in games and warmups. Uh, a guy that I think has a lot of upside and, and I think is is kind of in that mix uh, of a guy or kind of in that same mold as a guy like uh, Felix was when he came into K State. A little bit raw still. Uh, a full year or two in the program, and I think he's going to be a really nice player for K-State. So, touched on a couple of the defensive ends there. Let's get to the uh, defensive tackle position. And uh, Uso Sayamalu is a guy that uh, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot more of out of here in 2023. Uh, Big Uso, uh, he came to uh, Kansas State by way of Garden City Community College, originally a native of Hawaii, uh, and he saw action in every game last season. And he is going to have some big shoes to fill with, uh, with Eli Huggins. He has the potential to be a real big impact player. Uh, his, his size, 6'3", 340. Uh, he's a guy that had shown some flashes last year. With, with Huggins, you knew what you were going to get. You were going to get really consistent play at the defensive tackle spot. Sam is still kind of getting uh, getting his feet wet in terms of uh, getting acclimated here to, to Power 5 college football and playing in the Big 12. Physically, he has the ability to be an impact player. It's just going to be the consistency to get him there. If he unlocks just that, consist- that same consistency as what Eli Huggins did, let's say, the sky's the limit for what he can really do to elevate this Kansas State defense. Uh, Javon Banks, he is a transfer in from Mississippi State. He played in 20 games over his three years in Starkville and had a career-best 17 total tackles with two TFLs last year in 10 games. Coming in to be a part of the rotation, the defensive tackle position in K-State's 3-3-5 defense. Uh, He has played a fair amount of football at a high level, so you feel pretty good about him stepping in and providing some quality snaps at the defensive tackle position. Uh, Damien Ilaleo, a Manhattan High product. I believe I pronounced that correctly, too. Ilaleo. There, it came out a little bit smoother that time. But a, uh, a Manhattan High product, and he is entering his third season in the program. Uh, last year, he played in five games for the Cats, and he most notably was pressed into action on uh, K-State's dramatic fourth-and-goal stand in the Big 12 championship game 
against Texas Christian. I look for uh, Eli Leo to come into the rotation a little bit more here in 2023. And, you know, it, it's sometimes funny how you can have uh, a big play kind of can give you that confidence to know that you, you can uh, get in there and uh, provide some quality snaps. Uh, I look for him to see if this might be a good springboard for him here into uh, a bigger role here in 2023. All right, so up next, we're going to look at the linebackers. And uh, looking back at 2022, uh, I'm going to even go back into like the 2022 preview uh, podcast here on, on the short side option. And uh, both Dell and I had a major concern on who case they could count on uh, alongside Daniel Green in the linebacker position. And uh, we talked about some guys that were nice surprises for K-State last year. Brendan Mott, who we mentioned in the uh, defensive line portion of this. Uh, but Austin Moore, who is, is, is nicknamed the machine, uh, you, you could understand why uh, after last year. He had a terrific uh, 2022 season, a tackling machine for K-State. And he was K-State's best linebacker uh, last year uh, throughout the season. Very consistent throughout. And uh, you have Daniel Green back. Uh, which was a bit of a surprise uh, with Daniel Green and Moore both back in 2023 alongside some underclassmen and newcomers. Uh, this group, I think, should take a nice step forward here in 2023 from where it was in 2022. Uh, I mentioned Daniel Green having been banged up last year. With him being banged up, K-State had to be a little bit creative and find some different guys to get into the mix there. Uh, I think that uh, that has kind of helped benefit with where K-State gives themselves uh, some further depth here uh, with getting some of the young guys who we'll touch on here in a little bit, uh, some action last year. Uh, A big reason why I think this group will take a a step forward is having that healthy Daniel Green uh, back in the mix. Uh, Green battled his way through injuries and missed a game, Uh, only missed one game last season, but he was certainly not at 100% uh, throughout the season. He's, uh, he's champing at the bit to get back out there and uh, take care of some unfinished business. Uh, when he announced he'd be returning for his sixth season at K-State, he wrote, after a senior season plagued by injury and not being 100% most of the year, I want to finish out college, my college career playing my best ball. And he's uh, certainly going to have the chance to do that with K-State. This K-State defense should be uh, pretty darn solid, and I, I look for Daniel Green to be a, a big reason why. Uh, for for that uh, defense to continue to uh, to stay where it was at as one of the top units in the Big 12 last year. Um, I don't think that there's a position group that in the last two or three years has been as improved as, as the, the linebacking group. Uh, as I mentioned, a, a nice mix of some quality guys that have gotten some experience already at K-State. And then uh, some newcomers that uh, I think have some real potential to uh, to contribute here in 2023 and beyond. So let's go ahead and dig in here. Uh, we've talked a little bit about Daniel Green. We'll lead off with him. Uh, he enters his senior season with 219 career tackles, 31 stops shy of becoming the 27th player in school history with 250 in a career and uh, only 95 shy of entering the school's top 10 list. Uh, 152 solo tackles in his career, 17 shy of entering the school's top 10 list there. So super experienced, you know, looking forward to a a big 2023 season uh, to cap off his Kansas State career. Uh, Mentioned the injuries a little bit ago, and while he, you know, was out there for all games except for one, 
He didn't touch the practice field until week 10 of the regular season. I think you're going to see a lot different of a Daniel Green here in 2023. Uh, If he's able to uh, fight off that injury bug, uh, I look forward to seeing a really motivated, really uh, in a really special season here for Green in 2023. Uh, next up, Austin Moore, the machine, uh, and he was he was everything uh, for for K State last year that he could be. I feel like tremendous 2022 20, season, leading the way with 87 tackles, selected as a Big 12 all or an All Big 12 honorable mention by the coaches last year. A sure tackler, super consistent for K-State in 2022. Uh, finds a way to always be around the ball. Uh, forced fumbles uh, against uh, TCU and Oklahoma State. Recovered a, a fumble against uh, TCU. Uh, look forward to seeing what uh, Moore can do for an encore in 2023. Uh, a guy that uh, with with Green and, and Moore, you feel like is one of the linebacker or one of the better linebacker duos uh, in the Big 12. Uh, Desmond Purnell, uh, this is a guy who played in every game last year, and uh, he stepped in and got some more playing time than I think most expected. Uh, 21 tackles, and he'll look to continue to be uh, towards the top of that linebacker rotation. Uh, you know, folks uh, inside the program, whether if it's uh, uh, Joe Klanderman or, um, or um, Chris Kleiman, have constantly raised about uh, Purnell, and as he's continued to grow, uh, you look forward to having him having a bigger role here in 2023. Um, we'll go next to Jake Clifton. And last year he, he played uh, as a true freshman in 11 games. Uh, a guy that maybe most thought uh, would, would be maybe a, a play four and red shirt kind of guy. Uh, but he really showed out very well. And really kind of came on late in the season too. Sometimes when you have these freshmen, it'll be the a little bit of the freshman wall after the first two months of the season. They they kind of uh, get maxed out there. But he uh, he really had some some nice uh, plays kind of down the stretch. Made some big plays in the Big 12 championship game against TCU. So I look for Clifton to have a major role this season and to play a lot of football for Kansas State. I, I look for him to maybe spell – uh, each at, at each of the different linebacker positions as kind of that top reserve. Um, another guy that I've got uh, that I'm going to touch on here is Terry Kirksey, and he comes to Kansas State via Hutch Community College. A super productive linebacker, uh, totaling 102 tackles over two years at Hutch, uh, rated the third best JUCO linebacker by On3 and 24-7 Sports. I think most likely he he probably thought, uh, along with the coaching staff, that he may be replacing Daniel Green uh, when he signed at Kansas State. But it serves as a great opportunity for Kirksey to get in the mix here this year uh, while learning from Green and then to take over for Green in 2024. Uh, looking forward to see him play and uh, really, I think, provides a lot of talent and uh, a lot of depth uh, to, to this K-State linebacking group. And I look forward to seeing him, to seeing him play here in 2023. Uh, Toby Osinsami uh, played in four games last year to keep his red shirt a little bit on defense, a little bit uh, more of his action came on special teams. But uh, and out of uh, a local kid out of Wichita East has the physical tools to make a contribution in 2023. Uh, there's been a little bit of chatter that uh, he might be used as a pass rusher in some of those jet packages. Um, here uh, in in obvious passing situations, something to keep an eye on twenty uh, on in twenty twenty three. I know uh, just chat with some folks on Twitter previously. 
Uh, I guess I, I should call it X now. Uh, but uh, some talked about using maybe Toby in the kind of a, a same type of role as maybe you saw like um, a lot. Same type of role as Elijah Lee uh, back in, in 2015 where really serving as that uh, pass rushing linebacker on those obvious situations uh, for, for pass. Something that I think you might want to keep an eye on, uh, but with what he uh, is, what he looks like physically now and, and where he's at speed-wise certainly would make some sense. So uh, another freshman, uh, this is one of the true freshmen here out of uh, Hillsborough, Missouri is Austin Romaine. Uh, he earned first-team All-State honors as both a junior and senior from the Missouri Football Coaches Association, selected the league's most valuable player in 2022, recorded 117 tackles and seven sacks as a senior, uh, while he totaled 85 tackles and 19 tackles for loss and eight sacks as a junior. So super productive. Uh, also did it a little bit uh, on the offensive side of the ball, rushing for 3,196 yards and 45 touchdowns over his four years in high school. He's a guy that will will likely redshirt this season, but there's been some positive uh, mention uh, of Romaine by Kleiman here in, in the uh, in the early parts of fall camp, so wouldn't it be a, a shock to see him get some early action. Uh, Rex Van Wy, uh next up here, and he transferred in from Iowa Western Community College. Likely going to be a top reserve right away at the strong side linebacker position. Rated as the 11th best overall community college prospect uh, by rivals uh, while he ranked number two among junior college players by ESPN. Picked up second team All-American honors, first team All-Conference and All-Region honors in 2022. 79 tackles, six and a half tackles for loss, three and a half sacks, uh, along with three forced fumbles and a recovery. Uh, played a lot. Uh, there's always a little bit of, he's played a lot of football at the junior college level over just one year there. Uh, but there's always a little bit of acclimation that comes in, uh, from coming in from a junior college program to the power five. So I'd expect for Van Wyde to, to have a chance to, to get into the mix here, probably a, a four games in red shirt, uh, kind of situation, but would not certainly not surprise me in the slightest if, uh, he played, and he exceeded those four games uh, to, to lose his red shirt and not take that here this year. And then last up uh, on the linebackers is uh, Aza Newsom. And he comes into Kansas State after a standout career at Waverly Shell Rock High School in Waverly, Iowa. Uh, ranked number 131 among all prospects in the class of 2023 by On3 which viewed him as the 10th best linebacker in the class and the third best prospect overall in the state of Iowa. He uh, led his high school with 66 tackles during his senior year uh, to go along with six tackles for loss. He also had 1,000 yards uh, from scrimmage and 11 touchdowns on offense. Uh, so did it on both sides of the ball. Uh, he was named to the Waterloo Cedar, Fall, Cedar Falls Courier all-Ironman team in 2022. So a guy that can do it from both sides. Uh, he's, of course, going to be making his um, his impact on the defensive side of the ball for the Cats. Really talented linebacker who figures to get some playing time in here early this year. 
and uh, I, I expect him to maintain his red shirt, but I think this is a guy that's going to have a really bright future here, and uh, I think the linebacking crew as a whole uh, has a really bright future here at Kansas State. All right, so uh, let's wrap it up here on the defensive line of linebackers. And first, let's let's go ahead and take a look at the defensive line. So losing uh, Felix and Eli Huggins, um, obviously a big blow. But I think you can count on Khalid Duke uh, to elevate his play in a little bit better of a fit uh, with his natural position there being at the defensive end spot. With Brendan Mott and Nate Matlack, you know, what can they give this year? You know, Matlack had some high expectations, as I mentioned, going into his uh, 2022 season, but injuries really uh, didn't allow him to have uh, a chance to do that. Uh, Can he rebound and have the year that we were all kind of thinking that he might? Uh, can, can, can Brendan Mott duplicate or exceed what he brought to the table last year? Uh, does a guy like uh, Jordan Allen, Donovan Ryman, or Chidi Obiizor get into the mix and add something there? Uh, replacing Felix is a tall task, but I think there's enough there uh, to lessen the blow uh, of, losing, of losing a guy that was, was really tremendous for K-State being the 2022 Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, I I think that I don't want to go out too far in the limb, but I'm going to kind of ease my way out there. I think Khalid Duke's going to have a really nice year at, at the at the defensive end spot. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you see him around eight to ten sacks. So I'm looking forward to him having a really nice season. Looking at the defensive tackle spot, you know, this is an, a, a bit of an area that I think. Maybe I'm a little bit more concerned than maybe others are. I and maybe others out there are as equally as concerned. But this is one of the bigger concerns for me on the roster here for K State. Um, when you lose Eli Huggins, first you're losing a really talented and consistent defensive tackle uh, that started every game for K State over the last two years. And you know you could always count on having big number 92 out there. Um, Uso stepping in might be able to provide a little bit more flash and maybe elevate you know, the ceiling for what this, the, what the defensive tackle position can bring. But in a three, three, five defense, uh, the defensive tackles primary responsibility is to eat up those blocks and let the linebackers get out there and run and hit with such an experienced linebacking core returning. There has the opportunity for a little bit of synergy there with having some more experienced linebackers be able to kind of help out the defensive line in some of those situations. Uso really has a chance to burst on the scene this year if he does reach that potential, uh, I think it could elevate this K-State defense significantly. Uh, with his size, he obviously commands uh, maybe some double teams in there. But what I think is really going to be interesting to see with uh, with Uso is can you leave him out there in some of these pass wrestling situations? Can he uh, use that, uh, that size to really be able to be a guy that can stay in there for three downs? Uh, conditioning always, is always a, a part of that that you have to uh, worry with those big guys, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can bring to the table here in 2023. Switching to the linebacker side here, uh, you know, it's going to be fun to watch, I think, here in 2023 and beyond. Uh, with, with Green and Moore back, you have a lot of experience and productivity. You add in several young guys that, uh, you know, had some good experience in 2022, and you look forward to having them take another step. Uh, keep an eye on Toby and, and Jake Clifton here in 2023. I think those are going to be some guys that uh, 
will have a little bit. I think those will be the guys that might be first up to have uh, a little bit more of an opportunity, especially Clifton. Uh, I'm really excited to see what he can bring to the table here uh, this season. This linebacker group is, is as talented and as deep as it has been here at Kansas State in a number of years. Uh, a lot of credit goes to uh, Coach Steve Standard, uh, who has done a really good job of coaching these guys up and uh, recruiting at a high level with uh, Aza Newsom and Toby. Uh, those guys were both four-star guys. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball, uh, the, the offensive line has a number of talented and experienced guys ready to go right there on the offensive line. On the defensive side of the ball, uh, the linebackers, I feel like, are most similar in that regard where you have some experienced guys that have, have started a ton of games and have played a lot of football, but the, uh, the guys waiting in the, ring, in the wings are, are ready to go and uh, are really talented in, 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 the, uh, in their own regard as well. So that'll do it here for the defensive line and linebackers. Uh, our final part of our preview series will be up next here a little bit later this week with the defensive backs and special teams. Let me know uh, here uh, on, on Twitter. You can follow us at TSSO underscore podcast who you are most excited to see at the linebacker position or across the defensive line. Uh, anxious to hear kind of what your thoughts are as kickoff uh, is now only 11 days away. So as always, thanks for listening to the Short Side Option Podcast and go Cats.